sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to the morning after live on this Monday right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid network as well. I am Ben Stevens. It is a Monday, the start of a new week, the first day of a new month. It is now August. Football will be played this month, including the NFL preseason getting underway on Thursday and we begin on this first day of a new month the first day of a new week on this Monday morning with some breaking news within the last half hour we now have the Deshaun Watson decision former federal judge Sue L Robinson has issued her ruling as it pertains to the disciplinary hearing process for Deshaun Watson she has found that Deshaun Watson has violated the National Football League's personal conduct policy and has recommended a six game suspension let me reiterate that point sue l robinson jointly appointed by both the league the nfl and the nflpa to oversee the disciplinary hearing for deshaun watson and his violation of the personal conduct policy of the nfl has found that deshaun watson has violated that policy and has recommended a six game suspension the nfl can appeal this ruling as can the nflpa although the nflpa issued a statement late last night when we got word we would hear a decision at some point on this monday that the nflpa will not appeal this ruling the national football league league office has three days to appeal the six game suspension of deshaun watson so from that betting perspective all off season long after the blockbuster deal that cleveland acquired deshaun watson from the houston texans we have awaited this ruling what would the suspension be what would that length be for deshaun watson accused of 24 civil lawsuits of sexual misconduct and wrongdoing against women in massage therapy sessions 20 of those 24 had been filed within the last month three more we got word from the attorney representing the women in this case tony busby had been uh settled as well yesterday so we have been waiting this ruling we have been awaiting the suspension from deshaun watson and again sue l robinson the judge in this case a formal former federal judge jointly appointed by both the league and the nflpa has found that deshaun watson has violated the nfl's personal conduct policy and has issued a six game suspension we await if any appeals from the nfl at this moment as it stands from that betting perspective throughout this offseason throughout these summer months we have wanted to see what this would do to the betting markets for what is happening on the field for the cleveland browns in 2022 we still await a win total for cleveland given that the nfl can appeal this ruling from sue l robinson but there are some odds in the futures market on the cleveland browns for 2022 following Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension to make the postseason. That was one of the prices on the Cleveland Browns that you can consider a regular season market. Even money, plus 100. That was the number last night. That is the same number on this Monday morning 
following that ruling of the six-game suspension from Sue L. Robinson. Their odds to win the division, as we'll show you in just a little bit, about 12 hours ago, plus 260, the market is working in Cleveland's favor, and their odds to win the AFC Championship, 14 to 1, the market also working in a positive manner as it pertains to those odds for the Cleveland Browns. Hey, welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Breaking news on this Monday morning, on the morning after. Sue L. Robinson, the judge appointed jointly by both the NFLPA and the NFL League office to oversee the disciplinary hearing process for Deshaun Watson, has found that Watson violated the NFL's personal conduct policy and at this point has recommended a six-game suspension for the 2022 NFL season so as we look at the AFC North divisional odds here and the updated movement we have on this Monday morning last night before the ruling was issued Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns plus 260 the third best price to win this division as you can see within the last few minutes on the FanDuel Sportsbook their odds to win the AFC North have gotten shorter from plus 260 that number just about 12 hours ago now to plus 230 so if this six-game suspension holds, and the NFL, again, has three days to appeal this ruling from Sue L. Robinson, if this suspension holds, Deshaun Watson's debut as a member of the Cleveland Browns would come week number seven against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday, October 23rd at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's if this suspension holds at this moment. Six games is that initial ruling as of right now. Of course, Deshaun Watson will then miss the first six games of the 2022 NFL season, including that week one opener for the Cleveland Browns on the road in Carolina against the former quarterback for Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. As of right now, the Browns a one-point favorite. That market has moved slightly. It was a four-point favorite spread in favor of the Browns earlier this offseason. It stands at one right now, as we assume Deshaun Watson will not be out there on the field for Cleveland in that season opener. There are many questions that can be had to how this ruling and how the disciplinary hearing process came to be. What we know at this moment, Sue L. Robinson has found that Deshaun Watson violated the NFL's personal conduct policy and has recommended a six-game suspension. Plenty more to get to here on the morning after as it pertains to this breaking news on this Monday morning, the Deshaun Watson decision as Donnie Wrightside joins the show up next. We'll look at SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Breaking news on this Monday morning. Deshaun Watson has been found to violate the NFL's personal conduct policy and has been suspended for six games. That is the recommendation of Sue L. Robinson at this point. Welcome back to the morning after, live right here on SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. Now we welcome into the fold Donnie Wrightside, DRS, one of the co-hosts of The Early Line, each and every weekday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. Donnie, you and Kevin... We're live on the air around 8.35 a.m. Eastern when this breaking news was put into the fold from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport of that initial suspension. Six games is the recommendation right now from Sue L. Robinson, who handled the disciplinary hearing process 
from Deshaun Watson. DRS, as you were live on the air, what was your initial reaction? I mean, pretty shocked. Pretty shocked that we got it before 9 a.m. here on a Monday because as we always like to joke in the business is that this is supposed to be released on Friday post 5 o'clock for a news dump whenever you get bad news for an organization or for a league. This one came out right away, so it hits right in the wheelhouse as the nation is waking up here. And you saw the six games, and I said to myself, boy, that seems really light. But maybe, Ben, should it have been this light with what we were reading from the NFLPA that all of a sudden yesterday said, you know what, yep. we'll stick with spy with whatever this judge has to to say and comes up with as a punishment and we hope the nfl does the same because the same question i posed to kevin this morning was what happens if they got word here ben that this was going to be a lifetime suspension would they have the same press release that said we'll abide by whatever the judge has and we hope the nfl does too they got word that it got leaked out so they immediately hit the press here but i'm quite frankly shocked myself that it all came down to a six game suspension seems really light for me it's been about a 12 to 14 hour timeline. We got word yesterday afternoon on a Sunday, the final day of July, that we could expect a decision from Sue L. Robinson as it pertains to Deshaun Watson's suspension for the 2022 NFL season at some point on this Monday. Monday morning, Monday afternoon, by Monday evening, who exactly knew? But the NFLPA got out in front of it saying they would not appeal that ruling of Sue L. Robinson, and they called on the National Football League office to do the same. The NFL now has three days to appeal this decision if they so choose. It then would go to Commissioner Roger Goodell or somebody he designates to look after that appellate process. However, in that statement, the NFLPA released yesterday, their final line, DRS, is really what you just said right there. Quote, this is why, regardless of her decision, Deshaun and the NFLPA will stand by her ruling, and we call on the NFL to do the same. End quote. A six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. My initial takeaway, DRS, as we learned earlier this offseason, Calvin Ridley suspended for a full year by the National Football League, not a jointly appointed judge like Sue L. Robinson in this case for personal conduct policy matters, but Calvin Ridley suspended for a full year in the NFL for betting on National Football League games when he was away from the Atlanta Falcons, not playing as a member of that team, dealing with what he cited as mental health issues. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who we learned earlier this offseason, also suspended for six games in violation of the league's PED policy, performance-enhancing drugs. In my estimation, what we have learned time and time again from the National Football League, or at least when it comes to professional sports, not just the NFL in this case, and we can't blame the league office or Commissioner Goodell because they did not handle this disciplinary process and the hearing as it was played out. That was in front of Sue L. Robinson. But as we have learned time and again in professional sports, there's not exactly rhyme and reason for the length of a suspension. And when it comes to comparing it to others, the integrity of the product on the field the integrity of the game and what happens in between those white lines is always going to be far more important than the integrity of a person's character and what happens outside of the playing surface. We see that once again on this Monday morning as it pertains to the Deshaun Watson decision. Again, Sue L. Robinson, jointly appointed by the NFLPA and the National Football League office to oversee this disciplinary hearing process has recommended a six-game suspension for 2022 for Deshaun Watson. Five years, DRS, a $230 million guaranteed contract 
given by the Cleveland Browns to Deshaun in that blockbuster deal. He will only lose based on missing those six games if that's what the suspension ends up being around $345,000. The Cleveland Browns clearly expected something around six to eight games midway through the 2022 NFL season for that suspension as it was levied and structured that fully guaranteed contract of $230 million to benefit Deshaun Watson. And that is what we are seeing on this Monday morning. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Ben, with your statement there, because you do have to remember, as crazy it is to try to equate, you can't compare, you know, apples to oranges. When you take a look at Deshaun Watson, what he did off of the field is ridiculous here. And if you equate it to another league like Major League Baseball, they basically threw Trevor Bauer out of the league for doing essentially what Deshaun Watson was doing. Now, back to the NFL and how it pertains to it. You know, Tom Brady taking the air out of footballs. Uh, you know, PED suspensions like Hopkins got in Arizona. Quite frankly, we're just looking at, you know, what you got suspended for if you had a gun off the field or maybe of domestic violence that doesn't impact the game itself where you're taking a look at Calvin Ridley the notion of players gambling on sports or the referee is on the take those are much more damaging to the actual game day experiences so those are looked at quite differently but it certainly doesn't lessen the blow in the NFL Ben when you take a look at believe all women and we celebrate every October women here and their uh, you know health rights and you know what they have to do with you know breast cancer awareness and all that stuff the emerging market in the NFL is not the male like myself in his 40s or 30s or 20s the emerging market here that you want for the nfl is bringing more women into the fold which means more money and if you're taking a look at this from an nfl standpoint we'll see what roger goodell actually has to say on this because all that talk over the past couple years hey let's more be inclusive let's be more inclusive let's have you know women as coaches here more women in the broadcasting field now you have this come down we'll see how serious the nfl takes its stance on if they do believe women and how much they care about women being in the nfl process 24 civil lawsuits filed against Deshaun Watson for inappropriate sexual misconduct in massage therapy sessions. One is far too many. Two is outlandish. 24 is a ridiculous number. It is hard to even grasp. And despite those lawsuits being settled, 23 of the 24 at this point, it still should say a lot about a person's character off the field as it pertains to the odds drs as we make that transition here which is always difficult to do because that is our focus on the sports grid network throughout this entire offseason there has not been a win total posted for the cleveland browns the 31 other nfl teams have had a win total dating back to march or april not the cleveland browns however there have been markets where you can bet on the cleveland browns in the regular season, not a postseason market like an AFC championship price, but within the regular season, which all revolves around that suspension of Deshaun Watson at this point, it is recommended to be six games from Sue L. Robinson. So no win total yet, DRS, as we wait the NFL and their possible appellate process. But to win 10 or more games for the Cleveland Browns this year, that's minus 105. I only expect that number to grow even more in minus money because the suspension for Deshaun Watson at this point is just six games. And also, you got to take a look at the like, nice little public service announcement here that we do on the Sports Grid Network. If you're looking to go to the window right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook and bet this, you're probably doing it wrong here because, as Ben has pointed out multiple times, this suspension can be overruled or overturned, quite frankly, by Roger Goodell over the next 72 hours. So if you say to yourself, boy, I really like Ben now that over 10 wins on the season because if you look at the first six weeks, it's manageable. It's not crazy to think that they can be at least 3-3 three and three after those six games where Deshaun Watson comes back and they say, hey, look, I'm ahead of the 
curve at this point. But let's just say Roger Goodell over the next 72 hours says, no, 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 this isn't standing. I'm the final piece to this puzzle. He's getting 17 games, which is a full year. Then that obviously is going to hurt those numbers. But if we're just saying right now, based on what we're going off of, Ben, we have six games. Mm -hmm. They're live. They're live at plus 230 to win the division. They're live with their 10 wins. Everything comes into play now, but it's just that waiting game over the next few days now. The numbers are getting shorter on the Cleveland Browns. Plus 260 to win the AFC North just last night. Following the ruling this morning, plus 230. Again, that is a regular season market as it pertains to divisional odds. Major League Baseball up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Plenty more to come until we bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time here on a Monday on the morning after. The fallout from the Deshaun Watson decision, he is recommended to serve a six-game suspension. Only six games in 2022. We'll look at how the market moves on this Monday morning throughout the next hour and a half or so of the morning after live on this Monday. But more to get to in the sports world as we look back on the weekend that was in Major League Baseball. Donnie Wright's side is back for a second straight segment here on TMA and DRS, DRS, we're just one day away from that MLB trade deadline. And one of the biggest moves we have seen ahead of the deadline came over the weekend. The Seattle Mariners making a trade with the Cincinnati Reds to acquire the right-handed pitcher in Luis Castillo. One of the biggest names that was thought to be available at this trade deadline in the trade market Major League Baseball goes now to a playoff contender in the Seattle Mariners. The M's are suffering through the longest postseason drought in Major League Baseball, that active postseason drought of 21 seasons. Clearly, Donnie, the M's are doing everything they can to try to snap that very long streak and get back to the playoffs in the American League. No, they certainly are, and it sort of hits like a little bit home with the Philadelphia Phillies, who I feel like haven't been in there since I was a 13-year-old, which means while the, what, 2012, 2011 is the last time they got in. It's crazy that the Mariners of all teams in a big market haven't made it there in about 20 years, but I'd like this move overall, because you take a look at Louis Castillo here, 29 years old, Ben, so it's not just one of those things where you say, let's rent a player for just this one season because he's 35 years old and might help us get into the playoffs. It's going to be a foundational piece here for the Mariners to go ahead with Robbie Ray to give you that nice one to punch out there but also keep in mind you have a team right now 55 and 40 are they going to win the division over the Astros no they're not they're back 12 games but this is a team that's saying to themselves the first step Ben in order to winning a championship here is to get into the playoffs so even if they get into the playoffs they should get waxed in round one you can use that as a building piece for the next year I love the move a solid pitcher here yep. that you only gave up quote-unquote prospects for sign me up on this move for the Mariners good stuff and under team control until the end of next season, 2023. That was a big component of any trade you would see for Luis Castillo or others ahead of this Major League Baseball trade deadline. As DRS mentioned, the Mariners right now, seven games above 500, 55 and 48 straight up this year. Of course, they entered the All-Star break on a 14-game win streak to get back into postseason contention. Currently, Seattle owns that second wildcard spot in the American League. And as the RS laid out, don't look at the Mariners in the American League West. They're 12 games back of the Houston Astros. In fact, there's not even odds available, DRS, 
for the American League West divisional market on the FanDuel Sportsbook because of how decisive that advantage is for the Strohs. That being said, however, Seattle is 13 to 1 to win the American League pennant, the fourth best odds behind the Yankees, the Astros, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto holds that top spot in the American League wild card standing. So Seattle certainly in the push, trying to end that 21 year postseason drought. DRS, speaking of those Yankees, Aaron Judge has been pretty good since the All Star break, huh? continuing to be incredible with that bat. The Yankees do fall yesterday against the Royals, and Aaron Judge was hitless at the dish. But since the All-Star break, the numbers are unreal for Judge and the Yanks. And New York ends the month of July with the best record still in Major League Baseball. Yes, and every time I check my updates this weekend, Ben, it seemed like Aaron Judge was hitting yet another home run. That certainly puts him in the lead now for the AL MVP. But let's talk about the Yankees itself. They got a big day coming up at the trade deadline because we're talking about some big names on the move here, and the Yankees might want to be in the mix for maybe an extra pitcher, an extra reliever, an extra bat into that lineup. We know they made the move for Ben Benintendi, but over the weekend, let's also keep in mind, it's not as if the Yankees are like 9-1 in the last 10, absolutely red hot, Ben. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10 and lost a game yesterday, quite frankly. They should have won against the Royals. They're going to win this division. They're going to be a player come September and October into the playoff season. But I need to see them. Maybe a sneaky name come up at the deadline. Let's see if they make another move to sort of bolster that starting rotation. Right now, the pinstripe 69 and 34 is that overall record. A game in front of the Dodgers for the best record in the bigs. Two games in front of the Astros for that best record in the top spot, you could say, in the American League as well. Aaron Judge, though, since the All-Star break, batting 447 right now. He has hit nine home runs. He has 21 RBIs. And DRS, because of that, Aaron Judge has now become a minus 380 favorite to win the American League MVP. At this point last week, he moved ahead of Shohei Otani to be that betting favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But it was around even money, slowly started to dip into that minus money price. Now he's minus 380 DRS. Has Aaron Judge wrapped up the American League MVP? No, he hasn't wrapped it up yet, but when we take a look at where the particulars sit now, minus 380 price here, with still two full months to go, that's a nice lead to have. But always, as we know, Aaron Judge could go into a slump over the next week. Shoei Otani could hit four or five home runs in a week and have a dominant pitching yep. performance, which will bring him back. But I always like to call it, Ben, the extra credit that you get. If the Yankees are winning at this clip and Aaron Judge continues to hit home runs, there's no way Shoei Otani can chase him down here because you're not getting any extra credit here from the Angels side because they're a bad baseball team. Then they could be 25 games yep. back of the division by mid-September. You're not going to get any bonus points for a good Otani start at this point here. It's judges to lose, no doubt about it, from here on out. The Angels, 16 games below 500. Again, the pinstripes have the best record in Major League Baseball and still remain that favorite to win a World Series championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 330, only 10 cents ahead of the Dodgers, but still... The favorites by 10 cents. LA at plus 340. Houston rounds out the top three at plus 450. Pay attention to these prices. 24 hours or so out of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Who will make that small move or maybe potentially large move and see their odds move in the marketplace to win a World Series? Now, you saw the Mets there, the fourth best number to win a World Series at plus 700. Mets handle the Marlins over the weekend with a series sweep 
over the fish. The Mets have won six games DRS and end out the month of July at 64 and 37 straight up. It is the second best record for the Mets franchise in history at the end of July. The only team better, the 1986 New York Mets. What happened then? Of course, the Amazons won a World Series. So we should be optimistic for those Mets right now, DRS, maybe even more so starting tomorrow. Jacob deGrom makes his return in 2022. Yeah, at the FanDuel Sportsbook, you're going to want to watch these odds here for the New York Mets because, quite frankly, as you said, on a win streak already, beating up on bad baseball teams, out of the Marlins. They're going to get one of the worst, if not the worst, teams in Major League Baseball now on deck with the Nationals, with Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom supposed to start in this series here. So we take a look at that FanDuel price. You have a 7-1 price to win the World Series. You get back-to-back -back dominating performances. This is what we waited for. This is the preview to October baseball where you say, okay, looks like the Dodgers are yep. a good baseball team. Let's hear how they handle Scherzer and DeGrom, 1-2 right off the bat. Watch out for those Mets. We've been waiting for this. It is such a good point, Donnie, because this is that moment. When Scherzer returns, he's been sensational since he came off the IL. When DeGrom returned to have those two studs on the front line of your starting rotation, that was always baked in to the Mets' price to reach this point, what they could do in the postseason. Well, now we'll start to see what that market looks like with DeGrom and Scherzer in the fold. The Mets nearly a minus 250 favorite today against the Nationals with Mad Max on the bump. And then you see DeGrom tomorrow. They'll keep it slow and steady with Jacob DeGrom as he returns to that starting staff for the New York Mets. But right now, the second best price in the National League. Plus 300 to win the pennant. Nearly double or more than double of the LA Dodgers who are plus 145 as the betting favorites. And Atlanta rounds out that top three in the National League. Now, the Mets might continue to see that number grow shorter and shorter as they try to catch the Dodgers, but everybody is trying to catch Los Angeles in the National League. And the Dodgers just capped up DRS, one of their best months of July in franchise history, really in history of all of Major League Baseball. LA, throughout the month of July, 21-5, and a .808 win percentage. That was the fourth best July since 1900. In Major League Baseball, that is why the Dodgers are still the favorites, and rightfully so, to win the National League. No, and you're right about that. Plus 145. The talent there from the pitching staff to the bullpen to the one through nine is ridiculous. And the rich sometimes, Ben, continue to get richer because there is a final three for Juan Soto at the trade deadline tomorrow. And you know who's mm. included in there? You guessed it. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Where do they fit him in, Ben? Like, what, Juan Soto just gets plugged into the lineup in like the three. You got to be kidding me with that roster if that takes place. DRS, that's a question for what after the Dodgers do at the Major League Baseball trade deadline because they have the resources, they have the money, and they certainly have the talent in their farm system to make a lucrative enough offer to attract Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals to pull trigger. The San Diego Padres also still a part of the Soto suit right now. They beat the Twins yesterday in an interleague game to end out their weekend series 3-2. to two. The Padres in that second spot in the National League wildcard standings right now. The Braves hold that decisive advantage for the top spot in the NL wildcard. Plus 490 their odds in the pennant. The Padres plus 950. The Phils right now, DRS, own that final wildcard spot 25-1. But it's the Cardinals who also are in the running for Juan Soto that have better odds in the National League pennant at 20 to one we'll keep an eye on what these numbers look like come tomorrow following the end of the major league baseball trade deadline
Yes, and I'm excited by this, too, because the Phillies did play good baseball over the weekend, a four-game sweep over the Pittsburgh Pirates. But also, can you imagine a boost at the trade deadline that the Padres could get by basically adding Tatis and also Soto? Let's see it happen tomorrow. Fireworks on a Tuesday at the deadline. Make it happen. DRS, we appreciate your insight, as always. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday on the morning after. Speaking of what might happen to the deadline tomorrow, Burt Murray joins the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Only one day left the Major League Baseball trade deadline and we already saw some big moves happen over the weekend and as our next guest who is joining the show right now here on this Monday on the morning after it is Burt Murray national MLB insider for Fansided, a great friend of the program and as Burt told me as he came on during commercial break his phone is already blowing up just over 24 hours away from that MLB trade deadline Burt what action can we expect to see over this next day ahead of that MLB deadline? I'm expecting a lot to happen. Um, and a lot of it stems from the fact that we're going to finally get some clarity on Juan Soto and what happens there. Mm. Um, there's a split debate on what's going to happen. Uh, you ask different teams and we'll give you different answers on what happens with Soto. But now that we're getting closer to the deadline, a little bit over 24 hours left, teams are going to start being more aggressive. The asking prices are going to start coming down. Um, so I'm expecting some big starters like Frankie Montas to be on the move. We've already seen Luis Castillo go, uh, some big right. hitters go. We've already seen Andrew Pettitendi go to the Yankees. Um, there might be some surprise moves, uh, but there's one team in particular that is in the center of everything that is going to dictate the trade deadline. And that's the San Diego Padres, because you talk to different teams and they all give you the same answer they are extremely active. And I had one team actually tell me this morning, like there's all sorts of different theories going around that right. there's this team that has one opinion that the Padres have six different things in the fire. And if it all happens, they could end the deadline with the best team in baseball. The Padres right now are plus 950 to win the National League pennant. Far behind the Dodgers in the National League West, but the second spot in the NL Wild Card. Again, plus 950, the fourth best odds to win that National League pennant. Note that price right here, right now, on this Monday morning and what it could look like come Tuesday evening following the Major League Baseball trade deadline. We'll get to what might happen coming up here, Bert, in just a couple of minutes, but let's first look back on what occurred over the weekend. The Seattle Mariners acquiring Luis Castillo in a trade with the Cincinnati Reds. Bert, in your opinion, what is Seattle getting with Castillo? They are getting a proven ace atop of the rotation, and it pairs him with their young talent in that rotation and gives them a playoff caliber rotation that could dominate. And that's exactly what they want. They want to end this long playoff drought that they have, and they're incredibly optimistic, even after a slow start, that they're going to make the playoffs. And this move indicates to me they're not just satisfied with going to the playoffs. Uh, they're, they want to make a deep run. And parting with that kind of a package – um, was a very bold move. I, after that trade, I had numerous executives and scouts and agents text me, wow, like that was 
it was a shocking package uh, because teams throughout the league, as I said before, have been setting a very high price on their players, and nobody was willing to meet it until Jerry Depoto of the Mariners gave up three of his top five prospects um, to acquire Castillo. And the Mariners are not done. They are like they're not going to make like the Juan Soto or Shohei Otani type move, but there's going to be other parts of that rotate or other parts of that roster that are going to be upgraded. And they should definitely be taken seriously as a playoff threat at this point. So when you see that price, Bert, 13 to 1 for the Seattle Mariners to win the American League pennant, the fourth best number right now in the AL. As it stands, Seattle owns that second wild card spot. And you mentioned it a 21 year postseason drought up in the Pacific Northwest. Do you consider the Mariners to be a true contender for a pennant in the American League? I don't at this point. It's not because I don't believe in the Mariners, um, but it's just because the Yankees and the Astros have separated themselves from the pack. The Yankees, they have Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is an absolute monster, and he's having a historically great season at this point. And the Astros, they know how to win. They've been in this spot before. And even after losing George Springer and Carlos Correa, they're still firmly in the thick of this thing and like the most serious threat to dethrone the Yankees. Uh, in the American League. And both of those teams, I can report, um, the Yankees are still looking to make more moves. They're looking to upgrade the top of the rotation. And Frankie Montas is firmly atop their radar. Uh, but the Astros have been regarded by rival executives as among the most aggressive teams in the market. Uh, they're looking at Josh Bell is a player that they're looking at. Um, they're also looking for catching pieces. And they've had different talks throughout the league with various teams. I don't know if Wilson Contreras is the most likely option just because um, the price there is so high, but they're going to get better in all these spots, and that's going to make the Mariners' job a lot more difficult to catching them, but certainly the rotation is going to at least make things somewhat interesting. It certainly will be interesting to see how that American League wildcard race plays out, and if any of those teams, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, or maybe even the Rays, can truly challenge the Astros or the Yankees atop the American League. Speaking of those Tampa Bay Rays, Bert, it was your report over the weekend. The Tampa Bay Rays acquiring David Peralta in a trade with the Diamondbacks, as you said here on Twitter, according to sources familiar with this situation. The Rays are always known for making those small moves ahead of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. How impactful can those small moves be for a team in postseason contention? Yeah, the Rays, they have the ability of adding some smaller pieces and turning them into something like a lot more than what you usually think they would be. Um, I think the perfect example would be the Willie Adamas trade that they made last year with the Brewers, where they traded Adamas to the Brewers um, for Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireisen. And both of those players have turned into some pretty impact, impactful players in their bullpen and their rotation. And it wouldn't surprise me if they made a similar move to that this year. I don't know the exact major league piece. G-Man Choi could be a possibility um, where they trade him for other major league talent to impact different parts of their roster. But the Rays, they have a player development system that is just praised constantly throughout major league baseball. And that's why these smaller moves have turned into something bigger and why they've been able to stay so competitive, even despite having one of the smallest payrolls in baseball. So um in the rays we trust as we like to say they yeah. they know what they're doing over there tampa has been the number one overall seed in the american league postseason each of the past two seasons 
in Major League Baseball. That final wild card spot in the AL is what Tampa currently holds. All right. Now to the Juan Soto conversation with Burt Murray, national MLB insider for fansided. Burt, let's start with this just from the big picture perspective and a question that needs to be asked. Do you expect Juan Soto to be traded by the end of tomorrow's Major League Baseball trade deadline? That is a wonderful question. And the answer all stems from what the, what the Nationals do with their asking price. Because if they hold firm on what they're asking for from teams now, I don't expect Soto to be traded because they are asking for the moon. Um, I've heard from different teams that they've asked for six prospects um, in return for Juan Soto. And like, these are not just like prospects. These are like top, top, top prospects. And like these teams are not willing to do that at this point. And if the price drops, maybe like a prospect, or if, if it just drops even a smidge, then I think the trade likelihood goes up pretty substantially because I believe the Padres are in a position where they really, really, really want Juan Soto, but they're not willing to decimate their team for it. Um, and the, the same goes for other teams. So my early feeling is that Soto is not going to be traded. But as I said, if the price drops, it's anybody's game at that point. So let's say that price does drop and in Juan Soto is in fact traded. Bert, as we look at some of the teams that have been rumored to be in the running of the sweepstakes for Juan Soto, this, of course, a betting program, we ask you to play odds maker for us here. Which Major League Baseball team do you believe is that betting favorite to land Juan Soto if, in fact, he is dealt ahead of the deadline? If Juan Soto is traded, I believe he will be a San Diego Padre. Um, the Padres have the want. They have the players to make it happen. Um, it becomes a little bit more complicated with Mackenzie Gore being hurt with an elbow injury, um, but they certainly want Juan Soto. And the other teams that we hear mentioned with Soto, with the Cardinals, they're typically very um, reluctant to part with their top prospects because they like building for both the future and also to win now. And parting with five of their top six prospects uh, would go firmly against that. Um, yeah. And I've seen the Dodgers talked about quite a bit with Soto. I'm still not a believer in that quite yet. Um, I'm, I'm in the category of I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and I, I think right now the Padres are like the most serious suitor by quite a bit. And if, if he is traded, I believe, I believe he'll go to San Diego. But I'll tell you, like the industry opinion on whether or not he's traded is so split. Um, yeah. it, it's going to go down to the wire. It's not going to be a today thing, but it's certainly it's everybody in baseball is watching at this point. It's fun to speculate who might be in the running for Juan Soto, but that's why we asked that question first. Will he, in fact, be moved? Because it could all just be made up and fun at the time if Juan Soto is still wearing a Nationals uniform come Wednesday afternoon. So you saw those prices on San Diego. Again, the Padres plus 950, the fourth best odds to win the NL, 18 to 1, the seventh best number to win the World Series. If they do, in fact... Land Juan Soto, I think you can expect those numbers to maybe get cut in half. That is Soto's aspect, and that's his pool of what he brings. So, Bert, over the next 24 hours, as it pertains to Juan Soto, what will those conversations look like between prospective suitors and the Washington Nationals? Yeah, it's going to be these suitors trying to figure out whether or not the Nationals are going to budge. 
um, and they're asked. And it's also going to be the Nationals trying to see if teams will up their current offers and what they're doing now. And I'm a huge believer that deadlines spur action. So there's going to be movement in some different way. I don't know exactly what kind of fashion that's going to be. But teams are also going to become a lot more serious in what their plan B's, plan C's, and plan D's are. Um, so it's not going to be like – take the Potters for they have so many different irons in the fire. Like they have been talking to the Cubs pretty prominently about Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, and even David Robertson too. Um, and if the pot or if the Nationals don't um, show a willingness to budge on their price, then the Padres can end up going to the Cubs and being like, "Hey, we're ready to do this." It's basically going to be a huge game of cat and mouse, but with a lot more pressure on it, just because we got 24 hours to go. But I can. I keep coming back to the Padres, Ben. They have so yeah. many different irons in the fire. Like, they are going to dictate and deter- determine this trade deadline. Like, they are a completely fascinating team. A.J. Preller is a madman, and I mean that in the greatest way possible because it's great for baseball. But uh, this Juan Soto negotiation is going to be his biggest one yet, and he's going to give it his best to like give it a shot to bring him to San Diego. For only about a minute left in this segment, only just over 24 hours left ahead of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Out of the World Series favorites that we'll put on the screen here in just a couple of moments, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Astros, who do you expect to be the most active team ahead of tomorrow's deadline? Yeah, I'm looking at the Astros as a very aggressive team just based on my conversations with rival teams. They have explored some different scenarios. Um, Like, there's one in particular they've explored, like, what it might take to acquire a guy like Josh Hader uh, from the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also got to look at the Padres, as, like, as I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, the Mets, they're exploring different scenarios with the Cubs, with Wilson Contreras and Happ. Like, those are going to be the three teams that I'm watching the most, but there, there's going to be a lot of action, I can promise you that. Plenty more still to come ahead of the trade deadline tomorrow. Burt Murray, our insider, a national MLB insider for Fansider. We appreciate it at all times. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out hour number one of the morning after live right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday morning. Breaking news to start the show that we'll continue to react to in hour number two coming up in just a couple of minutes. The NFL and Sue L. Robinson, mainly Sue L. Robinson, excuse my stutter over words there. Sue L. Robinson, jointly appointed by the National Football League and the NFLPA, has offered up her decision in the Deshaun Watson disciplinary hearing process and has recommended a six-game suspension for the 2022 NFL season. We'll continue to look at that in hour number two, what the NFL might do in its appeal process and what it means for the Cleveland Browns in terms of the odds and the Browns' outlook for the 2022 NFL campaign. But we round out hour number one by hearing from you. After his tear, coming back from the All-Star break, Aaron Judge has become the heavy odds-on favorite to win the American League MVP. Minus 380 on the man known as the Judge. How many home runs will Aaron Judge hit by the end of this year? 
That's what we wanted to find out from you and Fade the Public. So after nine home runs since the All-Star break for Aaron Judge, he is 42 this season, well ahead of everybody else in Major League Baseball. Obviously, 60 is a big number for home runs, 61 to be exact, not just for Yankees because of that mark set by Roger Maris, but for all of Major League Baseball. So with 42 at the end of July, how many homers will Aaron Judge hit by the end of this 2022 Major League Baseball campaign? That's what we wanted to find out. And right now, most of the public, nearly 48% saying Aaron Judge will end somewhere shy of that 61 mark, 55 to 60. I think he ends up with more than that. I think he ends up between 61 and 65. That does it for our number one, the morning after live right here on SportsGrid. Our number two comes up next following a SportsGrid news update from Alex Fasano.